Heavenly Father, we want to bless your holy name once again. Thank you, Father, for the gift of life. Thank you, Father, for the invitation to come before you again. To have this moment with you, to have this time with you. We honor you this morning that we can approach you in your holiness, in your righteousness, with a heart of gratitude. Indeed, it is an honor to be presented before you this morning as a holy sacrifice, as a living sacrifice. We bless you, Father, this morning, that your spirit once again has granted us this lifetime moment this lifetime opportunity just to gaze just to behold just to listen to what is going on around your throne regarding the sons of men regarding this brand new day we appreciate you father for this fathers we come this morning we present our lives once again unto you we lay down everything that we are, that we know, that we represent. We lay them down. And we'll embrace this morning the new garment that you have given unto us to wear. We partake, O oh God, this morning of the meal before you, O oh God. We come into covenant and relationship once again with you. We declare that we desire to see or to know nothing except Christ and him crucified this morning. We open up our lives. We open up the bowels of our hearts to you. We ask you this morning, yes, to come in. Even as we know that you're already there, but we are inviting you again to take your seat to have your way. Take your place this morning. As you reign in us, as you reign through us, we ask this morning, may our life, O oh God, bring glory and pleasure unto you. We surrender the wisdom of yesterday, the knowledge of yesterday, the victories of yesterday, the defeats of yesterday, we lay them all down. We have come this morning afresh. We have come this morning anew. We have come this morning, oh God, yes, to hear and to receive the new directions and the new instructions of your spirit. As you continue to open our eyes to see the mysteries of your word, may these words become flesh to us. May these words become life to us. May this not just be another letter that we have acquired. You say, for the letter kills. Indeed, the letter has, has killed so many and is still killing men. No, we want to live in the ministry of your word. We want your word to be life to us. And that's why we have come with a new attitude. We have come with, with a reverential attitude. We have come, Lord, with an ascended attitude. We have laid down that we may receive, O oh God. A resurrection once again. We thank you. We bless your name this morning. We honor you. We exalt you. We lift your name on high. May your spirit continue to minister life to us. That means the death going on, taking place in the earth. May we continue to receive life, O oh God, from your presence. We honor you. Thank you this morning, O oh God, that once again as we open the door of this temple and as you come in as you take your place 
Fill the house with your glory. Fill this temple with your glory. May our life become an open portal to our society, to our nation, but also to your church, your body. May we learn to discern you this morning, even as we discern your body. Christ, you are the head of this body. So lead us, guide us. You are the head of this body. We are the body, you are the head. So lead us, guide us into the mysteries of your kingdom. Show us the pattern and the pathway into the heart of your Father. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of truth. And indeed you are holy. So lead us in, in, in holiness. Help us to understand what it means to be sanctified, washed, purified. Yes. Set aside. It's a beautiful day, Lord. As we stand once again in our place, may the fragrance of your altar permeate, saturate, transform lives. Yes, Lord. May the fragrance that is coming out of this altar purify, sanctify, transform and reform our society, our nation. Yes, we are the smoke rising up this morning as we pray, oh God. We are the cloud that is being formed and shaped over atmosphere this morning. We thank you. We honor you, God, that we take our place this morning. We have brought ourselves. We are the incense. We are, yes, the coal taken from the altar. May our life this morning bring pleasure to you. May it bring healing to the nation. May we not stop reflecting. May we not stop declaring. May we not stop proclaiming. May we not stop, oh God, being visible in the spirit, oh God. Even when men don't know us. But may we be known in the spirit. May we have a standing in the spirit. May we have a voice in the spirit, oh God, that can shape, yes, realities in the human realm. We thank you. We bless your holy name. Once again, we pray corporately. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth. As it is already established in heaven. What is established in heaven is what we seek to manifest in the earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The earth does not belong to the Antichrist. The earth does not belong to Satan and his cohorts. No, the earth is the Lord. And we present this earth to you this morning. We proclaim and we declare, may your glory, may your kingdom, may your power, may your splendor, may that which you have desired and designed for the earth in this season be manifest. We declare it, O oh God. You say we will eat the fruit of our lips. So we proclaim this morning, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and those who live in it. Therefore, let the earth yield a fruit unto God. Your word declares that creation is groaning. Yes, in anticipation, waiting. Creation is in bondage, waiting for, yes, we carry us of your spirit called Son of God, sons of God. So we pray this morning, let there be freedom, let there be healing, let there be deliverance, let there be restoration. Let the eyes of the, of the world, O oh God, be turned away, yes, from evil. Let the minds, O oh God, that have been captured by darkness begin to turn to their creator. 
Let the chains begin to fall off of the hands of men and their legs, O oh God. Let the shackles begin to fall as we take our place in prayer. As we go for this morning, yes, saturating the atmosphere, the realms of our nation, of our city. The hearts have been turned to you once again. We thank you. What a privilege, oh God, you've given unto us. What an assignment to be agents of change. That through our knees, we can, we can raise men again to stand up. That through our knees, we can raise people, oh God, who have been languishing on a sick bed. Through our, through our knees in the place of prayer, oh God, that we can restore cities, communities, families, homes once again. Hallelujah. Through our knees that your church once again can be filled with lives, oh God, whose heart, oh God, are pulsating towards you. Whose passion and desire is just to glorify you. That through our knees, Lord, if you can find men on their knees in the place of prayer and intercession, you can change the world. We have no power to change the world. It is you that have the power. Ours is to pray. Ours is to ask of you. You say, ask of me and I will give to you the nations for your inheritance the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. That's what we ask for this morning. We ask for South Africa. We ask, oh God, for Finland. We ask for Germany. We ask, oh God, for Hungary. We ask, oh God, yes, for Australia. We ask in the name of Jesus for New Zealand. We ask in the name of Jesus, yes, for all of the nations and the continents of the world. We ask, we asking, oh God, we asking for Ghana. We asking for Nigeria. We asking, oh God, for Morocco. We are asking for Libya. We are asking, oh God, for 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 for, for Liberia. We we are asking in the name of Jesus for Syria. We are asking. We are asking. We are asking, oh God. We are asking for the Arab world. We are asking for China. We remember the work, oh God, that Watchmani did in China. We remember the work, oh God, that Witness Need did in China. We ask for the nation, oh God. We ask for the nations. Uh, we ask for the work that Ellen Cook did, oh God, in Canada. We ask for the nations, oh God. Give us the nations, Father. We honor you. We glorify your name. It's just beginning. We are not on the defensive. We are on the offensive. You're building your church and we are advancing. Like a wild wind, we are moving. We are moving. From the north wind to the south wind, we are moving. To the east wind, we are moving, oh God. Yes, Lord. We thank you this morning. Our eyes are on you. We are not afraid of the future. You are the future. You are the transport taking us into the future. We honor you this morning. We proclaim, Elion, take your place. Once again, resident citadel in our life. Show us, guide us. Guide us, oh God, in the path of righteousness. Lead us, oh God, in the path of righteousness. Even though we go through the valley of Baca, we will not be afraid. Each of us will grow from strength to strength. We will all appear before you in the place called Zion, the place of perfected beauty. We bless your holy name this morning. The Lord, you have brought us through the valley of the shadow of death. We are not afraid. We are not afraid of the shadow. Hallelujah. We bless your name, oh God. Take your place in our nation. Take your place in our land. Frustrate the counsel of the evil. Frustrate this morning the plans of the wicked ones. Bring us, O oh God, into a place 
of understanding that we are the one in charge not them we are the one that you place in charge not them they represent what we see so we thank you this morning that we will no longer abdicate our place and responsibility no no father we rise up this morning it's time for the sons to rise. We take our place this morning and we begin to govern. You say rule thou in the midst of thy enemy. We thank you this morning that we will execute the judgment that is already written. We thank you this morning that your spirit once again, yes, will have a people who can begin to bring forth, yes, your heart desire. You say once again we will become the desires of the nations. As you continue to shake the heavens and the earth. Yes, as you continue to shake the sea and the dry land. As you continue to shake what men have built and are still building in the name of the wisdom of this world. As you continue to shake that, you will raise a people who will become the desires of the nations. We thank you this morning that this mountain is becoming more visible. Yes, the fog, the fog around the mountains are moving. Men are beginning to see, yes, the reality and the visibility of this house called the mountain of the lost house. <laughs> we have been established. Engage it to your own detriment. Fight it to your own detriment. We thank you, Lord, this morning. That we are your house. We are a rock. Your church is the rock. <laughs> Because you are the rock of all ages. No wonder you said you will build your church on this rock. And you, you are known to be the rock of all ages. You are ever stable. In the days, oh God, where men are confused and afraid, your church stands. There was a church in Babylon. There was a church in Egypt. There was a church, yes, in the land of, of Cana. There was a church. There's always been a church. In the beginning, there was a church. There was a church in the days where the Namphilims, yes, when, when on earth, there was a church in the days where, yes, the fallen sons of God going into the daughters of men, bringing forth John, there was a church called Noah. Leba Sayanda. There was a church called Esther in the palace of King Ataxus. There was a church called David. Even though he was running like, like one who has no place, yet he was your church. He was moving in the earth. He had, a, he had a voice. He had the power to engage Goliath. There was a church. There will always be a church. We thank you this morning. We are the church of, our, of this new day. We are not afraid. There's no fear in your church. There is no lack in your church. There's no one sick among them. No one lame among them. You said, you said, you said, you said, the, the, the list in, in the house of David shall be like God. What a day. Bring us once again to our true identity. Help us to know who we are, what we stand for. Help us to know what you have, what you have invested in us. Help us, oh God, not to die cheap. Help us to rise up in the reality of who we are. What you have ordained us for. For this reason we have been saved. For this reason the son of man was manifest. We have been manifest for such a time as this. We thank you. We thank you. That the architecture of this house oh God. Once again. Yes. Is being constructed. 
The world has not seen the church yet. We are coming. We are coming out of our caves. We are coming out of our caves. We are taking our place. We are becoming a voice. That cannot be ignored. No devil. No power can ignore. This move. Yes father. We thank you. Thank you. We are the ark that you are building. Engaging the future. We are not afraid of the future. Christ you are the future. Not the antichrist. You are the future. Not some institution somewhere. You are the future. And you have hidden your wisdom in us. Using us, yes Lord, as a pawn to defeat the works of evil. We thank you. <laughs> knowledge, knowledge brings us to stability. See, wisdom shall be the stability of your time. These are days, Father, where once again, your wisdom must be expressed in us. So we empty ourselves of what we thought we know. We empty ourselves of the wisdom that we have received from the from the fruits of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil we 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 purge ourselves oh god yes this morning we we detox ourselves oh god from the ideologies of weak theology skandarabayando we purge ourselves from the ideology of weak theology we declare this day that we are the future we are shelele monda Rise up. Take your place. Show yourself to, to Ahab. This is not the day to disengage. It's a day of engagement. It's a day of running too. It's a day of passing the valley of Baca. It's a day of going through the valley of the shadow of death. You come out on the other side. On scale. They were thrown in the fire. Not even their clothes were smelling of smoke. Help us, Father. Help us. <laughs> Not even their clothes were smelling. The fire was like a coolant. Are you afraid of the future because of tribulation? Our theology, friends, needs to change. Daniel engaged the and one man with his friends, engaged the whole Babylonic system. What? Hey, God help us. Friends, quickly, we need to change our theology. We cannot pray from a state of that old theology the church has been built upon. The system of this world will finish. <laughs> That's why the Lord quickly is, is, is doing amendment. They're breaking down. They're, they, they're shutting down the, the entire order we call church. Because a new generation must emerge. That have been, that have been delivered from the yoke. From the umbilical cord. Of weakness, of escapist mindset, of fear and doubt, of poverty. It's poverty that makes people to go do things that Babylon will look at us and, and just say, this, this foolish, this foolish people who call themselves church. See what they're doing? While they are building systems, we're running after buying cars and buying aircraft. 
aircraft that you cannot even create, you cannot, you cannot build one. Isn't it an indictment that we don't have people in the church building aircraft? Babylons, they, they, they build it, you go buy it. You see how we think. That's why when they look at us, they look down at us. They say, this one's, this one are just noisemakers. They just want money. They, so just give them a few money there. Run to government. Government give them money. They have no power to speak to authority. They have no power to speak truth to power. You see? We cannot, listen friends, the fact that you don't have does not mean that you should lose your soul. Those who have are not always the one who have the power and the final say. Have you noticed that? So as the Lord continues to engage us, I want us to develop a capacity in the spirit that will allow us to see what is going on. That we are not captured because, well, I don't, I don't, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. It's not about I don't. It's about who empowers you. And it's from that position that we are going to pray, that we are going to engage, that we are going to stand, and we are going to lead forth a people out of bondage. God sent a man to bring his people out of bondage, systemic bondage. One man, God used him to bring, hallelujah, a nation 430 years in bondage. One man. But did you see how long it took God? We posted a statement yesterday done by E.W. Toza. E.W. Toza. We cannot, be we cannot be filled with God if we are not first empty of self. Our problem is the church won't make, um, we want a mixture. God, God cannot mix his truth. He cannot mix his life. He cannot mix his wisdom, his knowledge which, which, with that of yours. No, it's not going to happen. You will be struggling 40 years. You're in the church. You will learn nothing. Because it's mixture. You don't want to doubt your own thing. <laughs> that keys of the kingdom can only operate through people who have been purged of everything. Listen to this. There are people that can take Babylon down. We don't even need a lot of them. There are few people. They will, it took just one man in Babylon. Daniel. Joseph in Egypt. It's not about multitude. That's why God is always interested in the remnant. The remnant that will wake up like you and me. Wake up so early. Yes. Something is, something is pushing you. That's what God is looking for. And when you keep that, keep that desire and you maintain the passion, every day you're coming. He you say if you, if you continue to keep asking, if you continue to keep knocking, that woman, she, she, she won't give up. She Listen, <laughs> you will weary the king. The king will say, come on. Let's, we can see this person is finally empty. Pour into him. Pour into her. What it takes to open the nations. We will never contact the things of God on the surface. Until everything about your life desiring to want to go, to want to do, is emptied. When it's emptied, when they say go, when finally they say, Moses go, he said, I cannot speak. That was a man, they say he was eloquent. He was eloquent. He was mighty in deeds and in power. Moses, when they finally got ready for him, he said, I cannot speak. Yes, then he's ready. <laughs> then he's ready. When you think you finish, you have nothing left. Then they say, now you're ready. But if you ever think God is going to pour into that idea, you know, you want to mix it. There are no mixtures in the kingdom. There are no mixture in the kingdom. 
A whole generation will die. They will wait for another generation. Until a generation does the bidding of the Lord. You see, I, I, I understood that. That's why I'm here where I am. The ministries of the Lord is not what you try to perform. They say, tell Zerubbabel. It's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power. Until we follow the divine protocols of God, we have no power to engage the kings of the earth. Until we follow. He said, follow me and I will make you. <laughs> Every time he's trying to make you by breaking you, you get up again, you get angry, you walk away. He said, this one is not ready. You see, our theology in the church is wrong. Our focus is wrong. Our prayers are all polluted, mixed up. That's why nothing is happening. Our focus, our priorities are wrong. That's why it's like, you know, multitude. Have you seen the armies of, of Saul? Multitude. But they could not fight. There was no one ready to engage. We are all scattering, looking around. Hey, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Oh God, God. Hey, you know what? Because you're still full. When you are totally empty. You see, God is never in a hurry to use a man. No, no, no. God is not, is not, is not, is scars of men to use. It's not scars of men and women to use. I understood that. That's why I'm different. You wonder, why is it like this? There's something I caught. There's something I understood. That you cannot do the things of God by your own strength. I had a strength that I thought God could use. God said, sorry, your strength is not good enough. <laughs> is he? Your strength is not good enough. It's not good enough. And all of the things, you see, all of the ideologies and, and, and belief system we've created for ourselves. Many of the things that today people are doing in, in, our body, in the body of Christ, particularly in America and here in South Africa right, and some parts of the world. We have, we, have, we have set for ourselves our own standard. When you go to certain places, certain churches, they've set certain standards for themselves. And they think God will align to that standard. God will allow you to do your own thing until everyone die in the wilderness. Until all the fighting men of Israel die in the wilderness. They did not open the portal to enter into the new day. You will be doing ministry and be doing everything. We will, prayers will be going on. There are people praying today but their prayer is going nowhere. Because they are praying out of order. Out of context. Out of season. We said it yesterday. It's the same thing with our relationship. We want to do things based on our own, you know, human, human belief, human values, human system. They say, this is the way you must run the home. This is the way you must run the family. This is the way you must run the business. This is the way you must, you know, engage your career. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're chasing after Babylonic system. You're, <laughs> don't you understand that Babylonic system, all right, is contrary to kingdom system. There are two systems today. I'm writing the material. I'm putting, you know, God help me. This kingdom economy thing we're talking about is like every day. I mean, you can see, I can't even, I can't touch it. I can't preach it because the things the spirit of God is just downloading. I'm just putting down, just putting down, putting, putting them on my notes. I'm saying, God, is this another book now? <laughs> help me, Lord. Hey, friends, we've got to understand but you see, we can't understand if you have not been purged of your old sense of understanding. 
And the more you want to try to fit the things of God into your own way, the more it doesn't work. It's not going to fit. It's like they say, iron and, iron, iron and clay is not going to mix together. No matter how you try to bind them together, sorry, it's not going to work. <laughs> that was the last order of the structure of human wisdom. That, that image of Nebuchadnezzar is, is the picture of human wisdom. See how the thing started from a peak and ended up in ignoble states. Iron and clay. Everything is collapsing. Is it? They might be fighting and struggling right now. Yes. <laughs> they, uh, we we want to start a new world order. All right? And they're building that thing on AI. They're building it on you know, some superhuman wisdom. They're, you know, they, they're putting all the 5Gs and all the 6Gs together. They're trying to fix everything together. We're going to make it work. All right? we, we will redesign the world. We will redesign how people interface. You know, you know, new technologies of transportation. All right? New technology of communication. New technology of you, know, of, of, of you relating in, the, in, you know, in your office, in the marketplace. They're mixing. They're bringing everything to oneness. Have you noticed that what Babylon is doing is the same principle that God is doing. Babylon has no has no has no new principle. No, Babylon always steal. Amen. He steals the pattern. Amen. He still he steals the idea of the kingdom of God. Babylon, don't you understand? Babylon studies the kingdom of God. If you check what Babylon is doing, all, all these people in the world that are trying to talk about new one world order. Have you noticed that that is the principle of the kingdom, bringing everything into divine convergence? The only thing is, they use their own wisdom. Some few group of people decide to come together and say, we want to rule the world. <laughs> is that not what Lucifer did? He said, no, I'm going to rise above the stars of God. I'm above the mountains of God. God said, I'm going to cast you down. Yes, the same principle that applied to you know, Lucifer is going to be applying to them. God will be casting them down. They will be eating the dust. You're going to be seen. But you see, if you and I are afraid, if you and I do not understand that we are the alternative, in fact, we are not the alternative, we are the real. We ought to be using the wisdom of God to be building things that will advance the future. But you see, they taught us, wrong theology taught us, no, we must escape. When we're supposed to be, you know, cracking our brain, how are we going to build the next, you know, uh, uh, you know, technology? You know, how are we going to invest in science to advance the people into the future? And use the science, amen, built upon, you know, wonderful, glorious, you know, uh, uh, value system that glorifies God. Have you noticed that everything that we do in the world, amen, are built on two uh, to philosophy is either it glorifies God or it glorifies the devil. Yeah, have you noticed that's the difference? Who doesn't need technology? We need technology. Am I not using technology now? Are you not using technology? Is your phone not a technology? Is this microphone not a technology? Are we? Why should we be afraid of technology? You see, it is what I could remember back in those days. I was in Nigeria. There was this church, Deeper Life. They have one of the largest congregation back then. This, this pastor keep preaching. People must not, yeah, people must not watch TV because TV is evil. Television is evil. Only for him, later, decades later, only for him to apologize because he himself was using satellite to preach. You see, it's the way we think. It's, it's our theology. We need to lay hold of some good technology to advance. That's why some of the things that we're doing right now, we're building what we call a
cloud community. Or else, listen friends, the devil is going to finish us. It will beat us to the game that was supposed to be designed by us. So don't be afraid of the future. The future is not the Antichrist. They will try. Then the Bible says you go through the valley of Baca. You go through the valley of the shadow of death. Alright? But you're going to come out on the other side. <clears throat> so the idea, the, the way we think, the way we see things, is, what the, is where the problem is. And that is what needs to change. You say, I'm not afraid of no Bill Gates, of, afraid of, you know, some, you know, Paris club or some guy somewhere, some Illuminatis. Excuse me? They are but a flesh. They are but a wind. They don't even own their own soul. Tomorrow, God said, Bill Gates, sorry, you're done. <laughs> Can you buy a soul? Are you, are you getting the point that I'm making? We have to think broad. We have to think, you know, prophetic. We have to think governmental. These are but humans who God is allowing, amen, to play the game. God is playing a game. Just like he said, I've, for this reason, I've, 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 I've empowered you, Pharaoh. For this reason. <laughs> you, you, thought, you, you, you thought Pharaoh just woke up one day and started calling himself God. No. God, God gave him the, 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 the idea. Call yourself God. You want to play a game with me? Let's play the game. Huh. They said there's no other God, there's no other king like Nebuchadnezzar. Anyone who worships, who bows to another, to another God. <laughs> they said this is what was going to happen to him. It, that person will be thrown or, uh, in, in this furnace of fire. Okay. God said, I'll play the game with you. God is playing a game with the people of the world. But you see, if you have lost your identity, you'll be scared. You'll be afraid. Have you seen some of those games that they play today? Those games, I mean, it's a game, but that thing looks so real. It looks real. Because that thing, amen, affects every part of your, of your emotion. If you're not afraid, you, you know, you will think. <laughs> but listen, friends, as we continue to engage this reality, it's important that we continue to identify who we are in Christ. The Lord has not abdicated the earth. The Lord, the last time I checked, the Lord has not abdicated the earth to Satan and to his cohorts. Mammon is not the God of this world. The world wants us to believe that. There is a different economic system that drives, amen, the world. Amen. Have you noticed that there was an economic system? That sustained things. Even before rain fell on earth. Before rain. Hallelujah. The Bible says the water were coming from the ground. That was even before rain came. Listen friends. We need to understand. We need to go back to the scripture. And allow God to start opening our eyes. The, the, the abundance of the sea. The resource to advance the kingdom of God. Are just beginning to come out. We have not even begun to touch them. What am I doing? I'm just trying to encourage you again, as we've been doing for a few days now. I need you to see. I need you to understand. You see, if you don't understand this, your proclamation will be weak. Your proclamation will be done in fear. You'll be praying out, out of season, out of time. Amen. You, you will not be able to engage the things of God. So rise up this morning. Take your place. And let the Spirit of God 
begin to flow from the ballast of your heart. Let the river of God continue to flow. Amen. You are the channel. You are the you are the you are the channel. Amen. That will release that will release the things of God into the earth. You are that channel. So avail yourself and say, Father, this morning I avail myself. As you purge me, O oh God, from the old mindset, from the from the wrong belief system, as you purge me, O oh God, from my selfish, limited belief system, as I come into, yes, the mind of Christ, as I begin to see things through the mind of Christ, as I begin to operate through the vision of Christ, as I begin to hear through the earrings of Christ, Father, I, I, I allow myself to be used of you. You don't need to do anything extraordinary. You just need to avail yourself. And he will, he will lead you like a wind. He will lead you like a wind. You just find yourself making impact without even you, you know, you know, dropping a sweat. Yes, without you dropping a sweat. Because in the kingdom, we are not allowed to sweat. We are priests. And in our priesthood, amen, we wear leaning effort. We are not allowed to sweat. So you will move. You will do things. Hallelujah. And people will be wondering, where did she get such a power from? No. Is Christ walking in you? Is, is Christ walking through you? He said, he said, he said, he said, I will walk in you and I will walk through you. And indeed, he wants to do that. So it's for you, amen, to allow yourself, amen, for, for him to use. And for him to be able to do that, we say we've got to what? Move away from our old beliefs, from our old religious, you know, theological, you know, state of mind. That thing we call church is dead long time ago. It's time to rediscover. It's time to rediscover the church that Christ is building. It's time to re-identify the church that Christ, amen, is establishing. He said, I will build. Have you noticed? No man. He didn't, he didn't commit the building of, the, of his church to the, to the hand of any man. No, no, no. He did not. He said, I will build. So he said, what about the apostle and the prophet? Yes, that anointing God gave to them, amen. The Christ anointing is the Christ, all right? If somebody says, I'm building the church of God, and that thing is not looking like Christ, then it's not, it's not the Lord building, all right? The things that I am talking about that we are building on earth, amen, is Christ because we're building to Christ. I will have to wait on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord to give me. He said, I woke up this morning. He gave me two scriptures. All right? One that he spoke to us yesterday. Another one he spoke to us some time ago. Amen. And, and it's, that's how we build. You see, when you build with that which the Lord calls for, the anointing, the power, the spirit, amen, the, 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 the approving power of heaven will back it. As I'm, as I'm speaking, you'll be, you'll be feeling healed. You'll be feeling in a touch of God. You'll be feeling the anointing. You'll be feeling the presence of God. That's how you know. The Bible says, as he was preaching, the power of God, amen, was present, was present to heal them. You know why? Because he wasn't saying something outside the will of his father. If I'm saying something outside the will of God, amen, then nothing is going to happen. It's just going to be empty words, dry words, all right? You, you, you're just going to be releasing smoke. But, but, but that's not what we're talking about. We want to engage what the Spirit of God, amen, is calling for. Sometimes the Lord will tell you, that's one. No, not that one. That one, yes. You focus. You keep yourself alive. That's why you've got to have an open channel. Your spirit must be an open channel, amen, to the frequency, to the speakings of God. We must develop capacity for new spiritual spectrum. He, God must speak through us, walk through us, amen. His dealings must flow through us. That's what it means to be prophetic. So that when, the, when you open your mouth, hmm, heaven starts, you know, speaking. He said, open your mouth and I will feel it. Two scriptures. One from, uh, uh, we, we, we looked at yesterday. But let me start with Hebrews 5 first. Uh, Hebrews uh, 11. Then I'll go to the one we dealt with yesterday. Father, thank you. 
honor your name. Thank you, Lord, that as we proclaim and declare, and we, we, we just tabernacle and, and come under, yes, the, the canopy of your word, that your life, your spirit, oh God, is changing us, empowering us, oh God. That when my, my, my brothers and my sisters, oh God, finally, you know, move and, and dispatch themselves to the different things that they need to engage in today, oh God. That the power of your life in them, yes, will grant them wisdom, knowledge, understanding, oh God. Yes, in their workplace, wherever, oh God, that they will be going to this morning. That the life of this word, oh God, will, will be so alive in them. That, yes, that, that life will be producing creativity, direct directions yes insight will, will be giving them yes understanding it's called keys of the kingdom thank you oh god that your spirit will be steered oh god yes in their heart in their mind in their soul lord that they will allow you to permeate every aspect of their being that they will not look at themselves but they will see christ yes that they will know that it is you that have empowered them it is you that have yes resourced them they will know that oh god that therefore they will engage with boldness as david knew something and therefore he was able to engage this giant of a beast i thank you spirit of god this morning that they will not look at themselves to engage babylon but they will look at you on the inside and they will look at yes those mighty angels that you have placed behind them i thank you spirit of god may your mind oh god continue to shape them may your mind continue to renew reform them may you continue to bring them oh god into clarity into understanding may their mind oh god begin to yes submit to the instructions of christ May they begin to see that indeed they are on the point of advantage. They are on the side of victory, not on the side of defeat. That they are on the side, yes, of victory. May the spirit of breakthrough begin to flow into you this morning as you continue to see and, and, and understand the ways of God. May the word of God become flesh to you. May his word lead you. May his word bring you to clarity. May his mind, yes, continue to bring you into clarity, clarity, clarity of purpose clarity of intention in the name of Jesus now I proclaim upon you begin to speak life to yourself begin to speak life to your home to your family begin to speak life to that business begin to proclaim and declare and make a decree yes what makes a difference between the word amen that brings change and the word that does not respond amen is the life that people carry come on as you receive of his life this morning your word will be filled with life your word will be full with life. Your words will be full with life. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 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 11. You know, of course, Hebrews 11 speaks of the hall of faith. Men, icons who, who, who lived in this dimension of or that is called faith. Have you noticed, guys, that faith is of the future? I said this some time ago. Every time we speak about faith, we're speaking about something, amen, that is futuristic. You cannot talk about faith. You cannot talk about hope. And even love. Love is futuristic. Because you have to have faith, hope, amen, to be able to enter into love, the nature of God. So when I say love now, don't begin to think of, you know, some romance and emotion. Oh, I'm not talking about that. Love is a character. Yeah, <laughs> Love is a character. Love is a value system. Within that value system, there are beautiful feelings there. When you go for the feelings, but you have not received of the character of love, you'll be disappointed. So it's important that in this brand new day, we continue to redefine, amen, the characters and the natures of God and how we must engage the word of God so we are not misinformed. 
or we don't have partial sight, you know, you see men walking like trees. <laughs> we want to have full understanding. When you say you have love, it means God resident in you. So whatever happened, good time, bad time, there's an outflow. There's an outflow because love, amen, is a new flow. All right? When you express the outflow of love, you, you show for God. Let's carry on. Hebrews chapter 11 verse, verse 8 says, no, no, but not, 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 not 8. 8 is Abraham. We're dealing with Noah. Uh, eight, 8, no, no, we're dealing with, yes, we're dealing with 7. It said, by faith, Noah, when warned, I was looking at that word, it was warned about things not yet seen. What is that? Future. Things not yet seen. It was warned. Now, that's the voice of the prophetic. The voice of the prophetic comes to warn us. Now, but that warning is not—it's not to create fear. Because when we think of warning, we talk—we think of what fear. The word "one," one, amen, was to position him, amen, to readjust his condition. You see, you can be walking on the road, and somebody says, "Ah, don't walk in that path. There's there's something, you know, uh, not right there, or that road is poor." Okay, what are they trying to do? They're trying to, you know, cause you to what to readjust. Your movement. Oh, that part is so you take a you take a what a different detour. He was warned. Now that is the voice of the prophetic, is giving us warning. Don't do that. It's warning you about something that you have not engaged, but is there before you is in, is in the future. But somebody have seen it. It was one of the things not yet seen. Friends, hear the word of the Lord. If you're going to live at the kind of life that Noah lived, you cannot live, amen, your life based on the environment, based on how things looking on the environment. You have to be a man of the future. The Lord said to me yesterday morning before I came to, you know, the devo the, our devotion, he said, build me men of the future. I had it clear in my spirit. Build me men of the future. I said, yes, sir. We've been doing that. And it's like, it's like the Lord is saying, I need to remind you again, build me men of the future. The future can be built into people. It takes a prophetic spirit to do that. So you see, when we begin to understand this thing, you will notice that all the things people are talking about, the, the prophetic out there, is it, it, contrary to the intentions of God. The prophetic is not to engage in fear. Amen. And the prophetic is not just about gathering material things. The prophetic is not just about your interest. The prophetic, amen, is about the interest of the kingdom of God. And if you, if you say the kingdom of God lives in you, and then you, have, you should be fine. <laughs> you should be okay. Are you getting this, friends? Come on. This, all the things that I share when we come like this... I ought to teach you how to pray. I ought to engage you, amen, in what I call effective, fervent, you know, effectual, fervent prayer. That's what I like to teach. They say, teach us how to pray. Yes. The disciples went to the, the, to the master. They say, teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples. You can be taught how to pray. Because prayer is not just Lord bless me. Uh -uh. Prayer, amen, is a download of a revelation, amen, that you utter back to heaven. 
Prayer must flow from a heart of revelation, from a heart, amen, that has captured the intentions of God. You can pray to inquire and you can pray to execute. Those are the two concepts of prayer. You can pray to inquire. There's an inquiring prayer. You want to know the heart of God. You want to know the mind of God. And that's the first aspect of prayer. It's important. You, what God, what are you saying? The moment he revealed that, ah, you know how to pray. You will, <laughs> the moment I catch the heart of God regarding something, you can't stop me. <laughs> you, nobody can stop me. But guess what? If I don't know what God is saying about it, I will engage him. Lord, reveal your mind to me. Show me. What are you saying about this situation? What are you trying to reveal? What are you trying to? Yes, you've got to. If you don't know, Please, don't go and pray in assumption. Or you'll be praying, amen, against the will of God. Or you'll be, <laughs> you'll be binding what you're supposed to be losing. And be losing what you're, what you're supposed to be binding. Have you noticed that's how we pray in the church? Have we taught that years ago? The things you ought, you ought to be binding. You bind, you bind yourself. You don't bind the devil. You bind yourself to the will of God. You bind people to the will of God. All right? By the word binding, amen, is a good word. Is a, is a word that reflects relationship. It's a marriage word. What two, amen. What two, what, what, two, what, what you know, the, the two that God binds together, amen. What God binds or what God joins together. Let no man put asunder. Have you noticed that in marriage we are all bound together? <laughs> so be careful how you bind yourself to the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. We lose the devil. We don't lose the Holy Spirit. We bind ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We want to be married to, you know, to his will. We lose. All right? When you lose something, all right? you, you, you give it you know, a slack. When the devil binds himself to you, you don't, want to keep, you don't want to bind him. You want to lose him. You lose him. Amen? You lose that thing. You, you slack the chain. You slack the, you know, the, 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 the rope. Whatever it is. You slack it. You lose. Is that, is, it's just English. You can check. Go check the literal Greek. All this thing I'm talking about. We've, we thought about this. We, we thought this years back. Years back. We've we been teaching on binding and losing. That's why it's like everybody is just confused. Because we, we got the whole thing wrong. We're doing the whole thing in the different order. Confusion in the body of Christ. Several times I had to correct men of God. Several times I had to correct women of God. Hey, no, no, no. That's not there. Let's see. And some will argue with you. Okay. It's fine. You're still sleeping. One day you wake up. Are you kidding, friends? It requires sight. He said, this is the confidence that we have. That when we ask anything in accordance to his will, he hears us. Why do we forget that when we, when we come to pray? When we ask anything, anything, as long as it's in accordance to his will. So if I'm asking for something, all right, that looks good in my own eyes, that everybody says this thing must, good be, must be good for you. And I believe this thing should be good for me. And I start praying about it. And the Holy Spirit says, no, it's not good for you. Ah, then it's not good for me. Then it's not good for me. Even if I like it. Because my like, amen, is based on certain, certain preference, certain understanding. Alright? And he says, he knows me better than, and better than I know myself. He says it's not good for you. So what do I do? I start allowing myself, amen, to hate those things that he hates. That's how we pray. 
David said, do I not hate them that hate you? He said, do I not hate them with a passion? Do I not hate them with a passion? That's a good place. That's a, that's a kind of a life you want to have. You hate the things that God hates and you love the things that he loves. That's how we pray. Are you getting friends? How did we even get to this point? Well, let's go. Let's, let's carry on. So by faith, Noah warned of the things yet not seen. In holy fear, he built an ark. Did you see what that one plunged amen, Noah into? It, he, was, he was given a prophetic word. And that prophetic word, word amen, turned him into an apostolic amen, craftsman. <laughs> I love that. You see why I keep saying that apostles cannot build accurately without the ministry of the prophets in their life. Without the ministry of a true amen, prophetic voice, we wouldn't have men that would teach us how to build our homes, how to build our business, how to build our careers, how to build our, you know, our, our place in the marketplace. And every, 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 every prophet understands that his ministry begins on his knees. A prophet or a prophetic person that has no prayer life will contact, listen to this, will contact, will make contact with familiar spirit. And I, I, can, I, can, I can tell you confidently that 95% of those who call themselves prophets in South Africa are tapping into familiar spirit. Spirit of divination. 95% of them that I have seen, all of the so-called major prophets, they are all tapping into a familiar spirit. That doesn't mean that they won't see things, they won't know things. Because that's what familiar spirit does. <laughs> familiar spirit will allow, will allow you to see certain things via amen, the, 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 the fruits of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Tree of the knowledge of good. They will know things about you. Good things. They will tell you good things. They will give you insight about things. But guess what? That thing is that thing comes with evil with it. <laughs> only the Lord that gives only the Lord gives us things, amen, without pain, without sorrow. The gift and the callings of God, amen. Without repentance. But the gifts and the callings of God, amen, comes without sorrow. So the, the, the prophet will see for you, will tell you exactly what happened to you a few days ago. What might even be happen, what may happen to you next year. But the problem is the source. The source of that prophetic word. Alright? Is demonic. And once you accept that word, once you accept the word, you have opened yourself to a familiar spirit. And when a familiar spirit comes, guess what? It comes with his brothers. <laughs> it comes with other foreign, you know, spirit. Yes. That's why suddenly you begin to realize, but I never used to lost. What happened? Until that man of God lay hand on me. Now I'm beginning to lost. Now I'm beginning to, you know, I don't know what's going on in my life now. Now I'm, I'm just getting angry. Now I'm just, now I'm so critical. Now I, I never, well, 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 <laughs> you know what happened. You went to the wrong source. 
Samuel, you know, uh, sorry, uh, Saul knew that he could go to the wrong source to try to get something, amen, he couldn't get from, from the right source because it's not about just getting to know something, it's about how you get that thing. You go to a Sangoma, they will tell you things, but guess what? You expose your, your life, amen, to a wrong spirit. Have you noticed that's how the devil works? It's a trade by battle. You want to know about your future, right? I'll give you. But guess what? I will kill your son. Or I will take something. I will give you sickness. They give you something, all right? They give you something, they take something from you. Or they give you something and add other things to it. <laughs> There's nothing free in Babylon. There's nothing free in Babylon. You don't want to take Babylon's goods. Abraham understood that. He said, I don't want anything that you can give to me. You got to understand this principle. So all of the things that we are trying to acquire from the world system in the name of um, being under pressure. The devil is coming for his goose. Jesus said the prince of this world comes. He finds nothing of himself in me. Can we say that? And if we cannot, that's fine. We, all we need to do is go back amen, to our lives and say, no, that one. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get rid of it. I'm gonna give it away. This, you know, you can't stay here. Sorry, I can't live with this kind of life. I, I mm -mm, no, sorry, you've got to go. You know what? I'm gonna get married. If you're gonna get married, you can't be having a boyfriend that you know you're not gonna marry. <laughs> Come on, or your girlfriend, you know you're not gonna. All right, somebody you know that is just trying to, you know, while the time, you know, while your time away, or you just want to while your time away with that person, alright, that person can hinder you from getting married to the right person, because now the right person comes into, into your life, but they see, he, he, now you see somebody there, or you see somebody there, what do you think he's going to do? going to walk away. That's our thesis with the things of God. Alright? We, we, we say, okay, we want God to bless us. God said, I'm going to bless you. But then they come, the, the, the angel comes knocking, Say, here's the blessing, here's the career. But they saw that you've got something else looking like what you've asked for. They said, but maybe I missed my road. Maybe I missed this, the, the address. They take it back. They take it back. It is important that we live our life, amen, in that sense of purity, in holy fear. Noah was one of the, <clears throat> of, of, excuse me, of the things yet not seen what kind of a life was Noah living he was living in the dimension called amen proximity spiritual life he was close to God first of all they were able to reach him so this guy amen had a relationship the Bible says amen he had this testimony that he was a righteous man he lived a, he lived a righteous life in the midst you see you can live a righteous life <clears throat> among your friends among your brethren if you are living a righteous life, life, amen, among those who are antichrist, who are who are into all kinds of things, then <laughs> we should give you kudos. All right, and that's the kind of life God wants us to live. But you see, the theology they told us is, you got to you got to leave that job. <clears throat> Because all of them are evil there. <laughs> all, all, all your colleagues are all evil. You've got to leave that job. You've got to, I mean, excuse me. Did, did they ask Daniel to run from Babylon? Joseph, was he not in the prison? You know the life in the prison, but this guy was still righteous. This guy was in the house of Potiphar. In the house of Potiphar, 
you can sleep with Pot Pot Mrs. Pot Potiphar. That was a normal thing in Egypt. You are a slave. When your master's wife says, come, sleep with me, you, you say, yes, ma, you sleep, you, you, you give her the desires of her heart. That's how it is in Egypt. You don't say no. You, don't, you dare not say no in Egypt. When, when your boss wife says, I want you to satisfy me. And you say there is a God <clears throat> and there is somebody you're going to sin against. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want you to begin to, to pick on the mind of Joseph. You know why? Joseph carried an identity that is more superior than Egyptians. Oh well, you get this tomorrow, maybe. Joseph was living in a different order of a life. A more superior life. He wasn't flaunting it. He just stood by it. He wasn't trying to tell the Egyptian, no, you guys, you, you, you guys don't know life. <laughs> no, he was just living. It, it, it was a lifestyle. He wasn't preaching. His life was the message. Because as, as, a, as, you know, as a slave, what do you preach? His life was, was, was speaking so loud that his master made him the, the head of his household. The Bible says because of Joseph, God prospered the house of Potiphar. What, what, was, the, what was the economy? What was, what was the secret of that economy? The presence of God. Read it. Joseph was a carrier of the presence of God. You know, it's a beautiful thing to understand this principle. The presence of God is not just when you go to church and worship God. When you lift up your hand or you play that nice music, you know, that makes you feel, ooh, yeah, nice, ooh. No, 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 that's not the presence of God. The presence of God is our awareness, is, is the an awareness, amen, of a value system. It's an awareness of a principle that drives your life, that you walk by, that you live by. That everything about your life, amen, is drived by. There's a presence of God in my household that my children cannot do certain things. And that you cannot come and superimpose, amen, a different value, a different order. into. No, 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 it's not going to happen. Because, amen, we walk in the power of God's presence. It's not what we feel. Amen. It's a value system. You see, God cannot be mocked. For all I care, you can have the best voice and you can sing like Nightingale. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. And you can, everything can be. Mm. If you're not a carrier of the presence of God, you're basically an entertainer. And the world system will pay you for entertaining them. Have you noticed that? There are churches that can entertain. They are the, they are the richest. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that the entertainment industry is one of the one of the biggest <clears throat> one of the biggest industries in the world. In fact, everything right now is built around entertainment. If it, if it's not going to entertain, even your workplace right now are all being synchronized to entertainment. Everything is looking friendly. It's a friendly user system. That's why if you're not careful, you will bite that thing before you know it. Babylon has captured you. Why you're still saying, hallelujah, I'm a Zion Christian. You have bit the bait. Because everything is to get into your soul. 
when your soul is alive you will be you will be promoting entertainment you see that's why certain music i don't listen to them christian i'm talking about christian music they call them christian i don't listen to them if you give me the album i'll throw it away in the dustbin because they cannot move me you see a song that cannot move my spirit to pray to seek more to go into the closes and, and, and pursue the things of God. It's not what to be in my library. I throw it away. Just like some Christian book. Not some, some time ago, about a few months ago, I had to clean some books in my library. I threw them away. I've surpassed those books. <laughs> you understand? Mm -mm. Are, you, are you getting this? That's how we track God. When God sees how you place value, how you place value on the things of the Spirit. This is leading me to the second scripture now. Yesterday we talked about Mary and Martha. See, how you place value on the things of God, amen, will define how God will honor you. You see, to the degree you honor God is to the degree God will reflect his honor through your life. You ought to be the reflection of God's honor. But if you don't have honor for God, guess what? He says, he says when you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. He says, those who honor me, I will honor. But those who dishonor me, I will dishonor. Jesus said, if you don't proclaim me before men, he said, even before my father, amen, and his holy angel, I will also disown you. I will say, I don't know you. He said, depart from me. I know you not. If all you want to do is to sing a song that will entertain people. Nobody wants to hear how nice your voice is. People want to hear how you are able to release life. How you are able to release life, life, life. I don't want to hear your voice. I want to hear the life of God flowing out of you. Karabashayanda. Life. It's not a day to entertain the world. The world doesn't need entertainment. They've got enough of Trevor Noah's and all of these guys. We want men that can release the life of God. That when you, that when you, when you, I hope you understand. I'm just using singing now. This is, this is just what came to my spirit. It can be any other thing. I'm just using, it can be, you can be preaching. All right. You can be in your workplace. All right. Serving, you know, serving food. You know, you're, you're a waiter. You're serving food. You smile at people. Suddenly, all their trouble just vanish. They just feel something happen. You're a waiter, but they feel the presence of God. Here's your food. Enjoy it. All they do, they just leave their eyes to look at you. It's like they've seen God. Why? You're a carrier of God. Everywhere he went. The Bible never told us the places. The Bible just everywhere he went, he was doing good. Goodness is the expression of a life you carry. It's not just an act. He said, my goodness will pass you by. God said, I will, I will hide you at the cleft of the rock. And my goodness. Now, Lord, you're saying something. My goodness will pass you by. From the goodness of, of God passing by amen, the, the back of a man. He wrote, he wrote, he wrote an entire revelation. I, I, I can't handle this, Lord. Moses did not even see the face of God. He only saw his back. The back of God is called his goodness. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, help me here.
said, no man see my face and leave. God said, okay, Moses, since you are troubling me, because Moses said, if, listen, Moses said, if you don't go with us, we're going nowhere. <laughs> Moses, I love Moses. The, the way this guy understood God, you see, that's what I'm talking about. The way Moses understood God, Moses could engage God. Ah, uh -uh, no, Lord. <laughs> I can, I can begin to, you know, I can draw the character of Moses for you. All of, all of these men in the scripture, I can, dis, I can you know, if, if I'm good in animation, I can, I, can, I can give you their character. The kind of way they, 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 they act, they talk, and they, and they behave. I, I can draw who Joseph is. I can picture because I've got, the, I've got the images of this guy in my spirit. They're all part of my life. And they ought to be part of your spirit. You, you should have a Moses dimension in you. You should have a Joshua dimension in you. You should have a, you know, a, 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 an Abigail dimension in you. There should be a part of your spirit, amen, my sister, that is reflecting Elizabeth, reflecting Abigail, reflecting amen, uh, 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 Sarah. All of these people, they are all dimensions. All of those people, amen, are icons that carries a spirit, amen, that has a place in you. Moses said, no, Lord, uh -uh. I'm, you're not going to go. He held him. He held his clothes at the back. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to look at you, but you're not going to go. <laughs> no, Lord. Uh -uh. Uh, we want to want to see your glory. Except your glory goes with us. We are not going nowhere. We will remain in this place. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like Jacob. I mean, how do you wrestle God? <laughs> hey, these guys, friends, the church, we, have, we are still sleeping. <laughs> this guy wrestled. He was wrestling with God. He said, you're not going. He fought him to the breaking of the day. The day <laughs> a man fought God to the breaking of the day. What about those men who, 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 who God said, Moses, bring them. They are going to eat with me. This Bible says they ate with God. Men, mortal men ate with God. What is wrong with us? What kind of ministry, church, life are we doing? Are you getting the point that I'm making? Stop settling for, you know, the alternative and you call it God. Stop giving the people fake and you call it God. There's a woman. I'm not sure if I have a CD here. This woman, she's a friend to my wife. She sings. <laughs> but whenever I play this woman's song, oh, it's like my life is turned upside down. Because the song this woman sings reminds me of my ministry, reminds me of my calling. I mean, this woman just sets me, she, she's got a song about Nehemiah. <laughs> Whenever I start listening to this song, tears, I can't stop the tears. They just start running down my eyes. Because that song touches the core of my spirit. It's like that, it's like that song is a hook. It just goes and pulls my spirit out. And we're singing, trying to entertain people. In, in this new day, your song is still trying to entertain people. Who wants to hear how good your voice is? Phil Driscoll. I'm sure some of you have heard of Phil Driscoll. Husky voice, husky voice. Ah, but the voice of that man carries God. When, you, when Phil Driscoll sings with that husky voice, the whole house is full of smoke. <laughs> The glory of God fills the place. South African church, we're playing. 
entertainment church, the days are over. Don't perfect the wrong thing. South African church. Let's not perfect the wrong thing. We've perfect, we have perfected the act of acting. It's time to perfect the act of his face. It's time to perfect the act of showing the face of God. Isaac said to Jacob, or rather, Jacob said to Isaac, he said, he said, seeing your face is like seeing the face of God. That's not just some, you know, expression. That word carries code. You can look at people's face and you have a change of mind without them saying nothing. You just have a change of mind. <laughs> because those face are coming from a closet. Are you getting what I'm saying, friends? Don't enter the new day with the alternative. Let it die. Leave it. Let it die. Leave it. Engage God. Moses, he climbed the mountain. He engaged God. He wanted the divine blueprint to lead the people to their destiny. Now we have to go again to the heel of the Lord and engage him who appears within the fire and the smoke of his presence. We want to engage him and we want a blueprint. He had to go again. He received the blueprint. <laughs> Have you noticed that by, when, by the time he came down, he didn't know something happened to his face. <laughs> My uncle Moses, he didn't know something. Uncle Moses did not know that something happened to him. He just went. It took a while for God to answer. And fi finally God answered him. Gave him, gave him the law. Okay. Gave him all the things. Gave him a tablet. The guy was coming down. Hallelujah. Just coming down from the hill. He didn't know. He, he never knew something happened to him. He, know, he didn't know. He was just coming down. When the people saw him, everybody was like this. Everybody started covering their face. No, 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 no. <laughs> A glory shone from the face of a man without him knowing. That's why, friends, I rather not know certain things that God is doing in my life. Because the moment you know it, you want to name it. The moment you name it, you want to build a camp around it. <laughs> the face, the face, the face of glory international ministry. <laughs> oh Jesus. Have you noticed the next time Moses did what? He covered him. He covered his face with the with the veil. He should have left that thing open. The people would have learned by looking at the face of Moses. They would have read God. It was a wrong thing Moses did to cover his face. If God wanted Moses to cover his face, God would have said, "Ah, Moses." I just gave you some nice glory on your face, alright? You can cover it. No, the Lord didn't tell him nothing. You see what I'm saying? What I'm saying now? The Lord was in the house of matter. Matter was so busy 
that Martha could not see what was coming out of the face of the Lord. But yet the junior sister was there at the feet, feeding, feeding, milking the man. <laughs> Mary was milking him, milking him. Martha was busy. A mistress, they call her. Her name means mistress. We read it yesterday. A mistress. One who keeps the house. Busy. We like to keep the house. God didn't want you to keep the house. He said, keep the heart. Let the house scatter. But you have the right heart. It's only a matter of time. Hallelujah. The men will begin to align. Have you seen? We have, we have dressed the church. But we have left the, the heart. Amen. Undressed. Ah, oh, come on. He came into your house. He came into your domain. And all you're thinking of is to entertain him. God delivers South African church, particularly this morning, from entertainment spirit. Entertainment will stop us from entering into our prophetic destiny. There are men right now that they ought to be standing at the forefront of what is going on. Amen. You know, globally, of course, from the context of South Africa, that should be leading us forward. Say, this is where we're going. Everyone, amen, taking their rightful place. Everyone taking their rightful place. Leading us forward. Leading us forward. No, 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 no. They're doing their own thing. We're even afraid to connect to each other. And if they want to connect with you, it's because they're looking for something to go preach for themselves, to create a name for themselves. That day has ended. Heaven has shut that order. Yes. We will stand shoulder to shoulder, moving forward as the government are giving us their own direction. We, we the church, the government of God, are also giving direction. <laughs> That's the pattern. That's how it, should, it ought to be. Where are the voice? Leading the people. Giving the people clarity and direction. Showing the people where we're going next. No? You're hearing that, that voice? Everything is out of tune. Oh, come on. We're all out of tune. Because we are yet to die to our own agenda and that's why god brought us we said it yesterday yesterday when i was when i was preaching yesterday evening <laughs> let's not forget what led us to where we are right now let's not forget it you can't go back and do your own thing no they will kill you they will kill you they will kill you i said they will kill you the things of god are too precious for a man, for a person, a group to jeopardize it. God is still in the business of killing. Let's not forget that. You see, only a prophet will say things like this because we're afraid. Uh, say this thing, people get No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm not a shy. No, we say it. God is still in the ministry of killing people. So your ideology about God needs to needs to change. You stand against his will and plan and purpose in the context of the season they will kill you and replace you and that's that's not just to ministry in any area it's a sacred day you know what that means you don't touch the things of god amen with 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 a carnal unclean hand our agenda has to be pure our agendas has to be what 
pure. That's to be holy. He's a holy God. In holiness, we find wholeness. In wholeness, we find holiness. You can't separate them. You know why? We cannot walk in wholeness. We can't walk corporately because we're not holy. Have you noticed that there are no agendas in holiness? When you have a holy heart, you have a pure heart, you have no agenda. All you want to do is to please God. All you want to do is to honor Amen. He who has sent you. That's all you want to do. You don't have an agenda. And I, I, I want us to see what I'm saying beyond just the confines of a, of a church. None. I'm not dealing with just church. Church is a system that we need to change. We've got to see the entire spiritual structure of what God is doing. Hallelujah. When we see that, hallelujah, the move of God will flow. The rain, like we said, the rain of God will flow into our land, into our nation. Corporately. The Lord was moving. She was busy. And I said yesterday, the reason why she was busy, because she was trying to impress God. The Lord said, matter, matter. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. Where are we coming? Where are we coming into? We're now coming into what is better. I like how you know uh, uh, Paul put it in Corinthians. He said, "We're coming into the most excellent way." He said, "Behold, I show you, Amen, the most excellent way." We're coming into what is called the most excellent way. He puts it here. He said, "He said, what is better?" That is good. That is better. That is best. We have to move into, amen, that context of the best. This is the best, the most excellent way. Have you noticed, I, like I said yesterday, Jesus was in the house. He, he had taken his seat. Guess what? There are no other crowds. Now, that, that caught my attention. Jesus was in a, in a, in a village and he took a detour into one house. And there were no people outside, you know, trying to bulldoze their way to the house. Nobody was breaking down. Have you noticed how they broke down the roof of that man? Because Jesus was in the house. But this was, this was supposed to be a strategic encounter. This was supposed to be, you know, an encounter of two, two people. Two, with Jesus, three. Where two or three are gathered in my name. A few days ago, the Lord reminded me. He said, I've brought my church to a point of where two or three are gathered. Who, who will ever thought that, you know, that that prophecy, that that word that Jesus, you know, uttered was a prophecy? Where two or three are gathered. Because in the church, we had, we had our own idea of what that meant. But we literally saw, amen, when God shut down the entire wall system and, the, of course, the church system, we saw, amen, that two or three are gathered, all right, on, 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 on Skype, on uh, 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 Zoom, on, you know, maybe in their houses. That scripture literally came to pass. That's a prophetic word that came to pass. Are you getting the point? 
Mary chose the better part. She was trying to stop trying to impress God. Stop trying to impress him. Your, your, your food was not going to impress him. Martha should have taken the same posture the sister took. I'm going to learn. It took his time to engage these people. But Martha was captured by something else. As I round up this morning, I want to say to us, what are we learning of the things the Lord is saying to us? How are those things adjusting our life? Let me ask you another question. How many of your time, I know this morning you've given close to an hour plus thereabout to him by, by watching me and that's very good. And personally, I appreciate that and I, I will always thank God for your life. But I want to ask you, how do you respond as the day goes by? How do you respond to his voice? How do you turn to listen? How do you listen to his instructions and his direction? Before you make that decision, before you go to that meeting, before you talk to that person, before you, whatever it is that occupies your day, do you always have time and intervals for him? Do you have time where you get to hear and ask him, what are you saying, Lord? What, you know, have you developed a relationship that when he speaks to you, you, you immediately know how to respond? Or do you shun his voice? Do you shun his voice? Say, no, no, Lord, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. Do you put him on a hold? It's something we need to ask ourselves. Because those who honor him, he will honor. Like I said, matter missed a moment to honor God, to honor God in her house. She missed the moment. She missed the moment. This is a moment, this is an opportunity heaven is giving to us, friends. We don't want to miss this moment. Why we want to get back to work, get back to our business and all of that, and we will all get back there, but let's get back there with an understanding that indeed heaven has done something that will lead us, that will guide us, that will help us, all right, engage the powers that will confront us in the days to come. This is what I want us to pick this morning. In holy fear, let me go back to, to you know, to to to, uh, um, to Noah. In holy fear, being one of the things yet not seen, but in holy fear, the Bible says he began to build. Why? Because they gave him the pattern of what to build. What what would take him? What will protect him and his family in the future needed to be constructed. Have you received the blueprint? Have you received the pattern? Have they given you the architecture? Have you started gathering the required material? Wow. Lord, we hear you this morning. We hear your voice. We respond to your spirit, oh God. We ask you, Father, this morning to guide us, to lead us, oh God. Help us. Not to take this moment, not to take this word, oh God, lightly. Help us not to take this word for granted. Help us to keep this word jealously in our heart. Help us to understand 
how to engage the spirit of this declaration. So even in our prayer, we are being shaped. In our prayer, we are being fashioned. In our prayer, we are being transformed. The Bible says, as he, as he prayed, the, the face, the face of his countenance, his countenance was transformed. As he prayed on that hill, on that mountain, he changed. Ah, Father, we pray, oh God, that the change will begin as we engage you in the place of prayer. That every desire in our life will begin to cry out to your desire, to your speaking, to your mandate. That every part of our, our life this morning will long for you more than the food we eat, more than the breath we breathe, more than even the clothes we wear. Help us, Father. Grant us grace. Grant us life. Grant us once again your wisdom to keep our eyes focused, to keep the path of the journey. This is what we pray for this morning. That we will not seek to just merely entertain ourselves. No, that when I meet my brother and my brother meet me, like, like, like Mary and Elizabeth met themselves and something happened in the spirit. This is the kind of relationship we want. That when we meet people, something gets to be transferred in them. That when we meet people, we can begin to, yes, engage your prophetic intentions for their life. This is our prayer this morning. Help us not to live in fear. Help us not to live in doubt. Help us not to doubt ourselves. Help us to help us to kill every self, every idea of man. Help us to live life within 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 the values of your will and plans. Help us to know that the plans you have for us they are good plants. And those plants are at work. They are shaping us. So we thank you this morning, Spirit of the living God, that we are indeed the reflection, the desire of the nation because you live in us. And as we go out there revealing you to the world, we pray, Spirit of God, that the world will be drawn to you. May our life be a magnet, a magnet attracting men to your kingdom. This is our prayer this morning. Grant us favor. Grant us the wisdom that you that you that you granted jo Joseph, O oh God. Grant us strength that you granted Joshua. Grant us the apostolic spirit that you granted Moses that brought a people out of bondage. Grant us, O oh God, the, the ability, the capacity to build a system called the Ark, O oh God, that will lead a people from from bondage and destruction and corruption into the future. We want to be a people of the future. Father, we thank you that not one in our home, our family, oh God, will be lost to the world system. We pray every one of our family members, children, every one of them, we pray them, Lord, into the ark. We pray them into the ark. We pray them into the ark. They will find rest. They will find, yes, their identity in the ark. They will find their place of joy in the ark, oh God. They will not look back like Lot's wife. They will not give in, oh God, to lasciviousness. They will not be captured, oh God, by lawlessness. They will not be covered, oh God, by the, by the lies of the enemy. 
Arise, O God. Let your glory shine upon us. Let your spirit lead us. Bring us into the place of victory. Bring us into the place, O God, where our life becomes a true reflection of what the world wants to see. They say we want to see Jesus. The Greeks say we want to see Jesus. Help us to reveal Christ. In the day where the Babylonians, the world, the queen of Sheba are coming. They want to see, they want to hear. May they not live disappointed. May we be Esther, oh God, that will not disappoint the king when we appear before him. May we be ready, oh God. Be ready with the finest of character called perfume. You see, the perfume that Esther was baited in, the perfume that she was prepared with, a character. The king did not need another person again. The moment he saw Esther, that was it. That was it. He made his choice. I can assure you, Esther was not the first. But the moment the king met Esther, that was it. I've made my choices this way. In a day where the entire women of the land are being prepared just to meet the king, to see if they will appease the king, they will appeal to the king. One woman, a slave girl, come on, a slave girl replaced Vashti. <laughs> there is a church that is being replaced today, friends. We need to get our theology right. Daniel was a minister in Babylon. Joseph was the prime minister of a foreign land, Egypt. We need to get it right. Our theology needs to be right. Listen to this, friends. The world will never change. The people who want to control and destroy the world, they will not change. They will continue. The Bible says darkness will continue to increase. Iniquity will continue to increase. But in the midst of that, God will be showing his redemptive power. God will be showing himself strong. And that's who we are. We have to continually rise up and show forth and reflect and replace, amen, that which the devil wants to give to the world. We need to say, hey, there's an alternative. And when they look at us, they should be able to make a choice. Father, we want to thank you. Your spirit will continue to lead us and guide us. Bless your people. Prosper them, O oh God. Lift them up this morning to see who you are in them so that they can indeed connect to who they are in you. I pray for them this morning. May you continue to empower them. May you continue to resource them. And may they continue to be a resource. We are the hope of this world. We speak life. We speak strength. We speak grace in the name of Jesus. Yes, to the communities. We proclaim and we declare this morning that because we live, yes, there is hope. Because we live, faith will 
be present. Jesus said, will the Son of Man meet faith when he returns? Yes, we dare to say he will meet faith because faith are are carried by men who are tracking with God. Because we track with God, he will find faith. He will see faith. Hope will be alive. Love will be alive when he returns. We proclaim and we declare that we will hold we will hold on earlier until he comes. We will, we will continue to advance. We will continue to proclaim until he shows himself. Hallelujah. We will not be afraid. We will be ready to open the door when he comes and knock. He said, bless, bless is the servant. That when the master comes, he finds him watching. We will be watching. We will not be asleep. No, we refuse to go into slumber. We are taking over. We thank you that we will remain visible. Our light will not be dim. No, Father, we thank you. We are a city. We are a lighthouse. A city shed on the hill that cannot be hidden. We proclaim, we declare, let your light continue to shine out of Zion's hill. Let the light of God shine forth. We're brightening the earth again. We're pushing back darkness. We are brightening the, the earth. We are brightening the heart of man. In the name of Jesus, we proclaim and we declare. We will continue to build the ark. We will continue to show forth, hallelujah, the standard of God. Listen, we are not afraid of the future. The future is not the Antichrist. The future is not some human system. We're not afraid of AI. We're not afraid of whatever they're building. We will use it to advance the kingdom of God. So let this day, amen, be a day of, of renewal. Be a day, hallelujah, of readjustment. Let this day be a day of divine equipping. Be equipped in the name of Jesus. Let the life of Christ flow into your spirit and see yourself this morning as an Esther, as a Daniel. Come on. See yourself this morning as a Noah. See yourself this morning as a Joshua. See yourself this morning as a David. See yourself this morning as 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 Saul, as, excuse me, as 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 Paul. Begin to write words that will give people the church direction. Have you noticed the church in the midst of persecution? Paul was in the prison, but he was resourcing the people. He was resourcing the people. Come on, stop looking at yourself. I told you this thing is not about you. It's about God using you. Paul was in the prison, yet he was he was half 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 of the things that Paul wrote as a letter. As an instruction to the church, we're done in the prison. Listen, your spirit cannot be in prison. Let's understand the, the theology of the kingdom. Let's continue to amen, position ourselves. Let's continue to resource the nations. Let's continue, hallelujah, to sound the trumpet, sound the alarm. Make his, his name known. Make his fame known in the earth. Let the glory of God cover the earth. Let the glory of the knowledge of God cover the earth as the water covers the sea. The sea. People. People. That was sea are people. Come on, friends. So we thank you, Father, this morning. We glorify your name. Out of Zion's hill comes a people. Born by the bond of your spirit. Bond, yes, by the life of your spirit. Out of Zion's hill, we rise up this day and we proclaim, let the name of God be exalted, be glorified. We decree, we declare this day that we will not be stopped. We will not be hindered. We will continue to go as an invisible light. Yes, we are a wind. You can't tell where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. Well, Father, we thank you. We honor your holy name for a new garment. Thank you, Father, for the coat of many colors. 
many dimensions, many operating systems. It cannot be, it cannot be stopped. Yes, yes. We thank you, God, this day that as, as Jacob made for his son a coat of many seasons, that we will pass through all the seasons, oh God, ready and prepare, oh God, yes, to enter, to engage the palace of Pharaoh until we take our seat. The kings of this, of this world will bow. Yes, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. Can you rejoice this morning for a brand new day, friends? Come on, let's give him glory. Let's give him honor. Let's give him worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the life of my brethren. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit in them. Thank you for your goodness. Yes that has kept them, oh God. Yes, at the cleft of the rock, you are passing by. Your, your glory, your goodness is passing them by. Ah, out of this, Father, they will be able to bring forth a revelation. Ah, a revelation of your, of your essence, of your glory. Thank you for your nature and character being formed and formulated in them. Thank you, Spirit of God, that their life is a river. Yes. Ah, yes, Father. Thank you, God, for the river. The river of God out of Eden is flowing. You are the Eden of God. Let the river flow. Let there be a, a declaration of the barak of the blessings of God. Yes, through your life, to your nation, to your community, to your family. I decree, I proclaim you are blessed. Yes, I proclaim, I decree that you are blessed. You will flourish like a palm tree planted. I proclaim, I decree that you are an oasis in the desert. Flow in the name of Jesus. I proclaim, I decree that no sickness, no sickness, no disease, no infirmity will come near you. I decree that you live under the wings of the shadow of the Almighty. I proclaim that you dwell, yes, in the canopy, under the canopy of God's glory. Yes, I decree this day that you will soar, you will, you will, you will fly, yes, like eagle. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I declare you will spread your wings in the name of Jesus. You will go forth this morning. You shall not be stopped. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much, everyone, this morning for connecting with us. Thank you for joining this morning. Thank you, uh, Pastor Edgar. I see you this morning. Thank you so very much. My dear brother, Netiram, thank you for connecting. Stadione, thank you. Uh, Apostle Godfrey, thank you for connecting. My dear sister, Kumisa, thank you. Brother Mervyn, thank you for connecting. Sister Tina, God bless you. My dear brother, uh, Bokiso, thank you so much for connecting. Nice to have you. Brother Derek, thank you for connecting. All right, Sister Myrtle, God bless you all. Thank you for connecting. May the Father continue to cause his good face to shine upon you. May he give you rest this morning. May you go forth out there and conquer Babylon. Remember, you are a Daniel in Babylon. God bless you. Bye-bye.